0: Hi, I'm Nadine, and I'm Chrissy,
1: and you're listening to Sidehugs,
0: your unofficial Dugger Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about this weird ass family.
1: This week, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 2 of Counting On, Date Nights and Bright Lights. Some of the family prepares to visit Jill and Derek on their white savior mission in Central America. Uh, we also get a lot of pressure on Jana to discuss her five-year plan. And surprise, here we are five years later. Let's see <laughs> if any of that turned right. out for her. Yeah. Um, and we also get Jessa talking about an adoption that to our knowledge, has never happened, yeah. probably will never happen, and um just some more discussion about how actually difficult motherhood is, which yeah. are few and far between.
0: But first, uh, let's get into Duggar current events. I feel like we're in a slump again. Not much is going on. Jed talked about his new wife on Instagram, shared a photo from their honeymoon, but I I feel like nothing's going on. I feel like we're in a drought and we're once again, we're waiting for something to happen.
1: Yeah. And we're in sort of that period where there's like a ton of rumors going around that Mm -hmm. may or may not be true. And it's like, who knows? I would feel stupid. Like, okay. I know all we do is like talk about rumors and conspiracies, (laughs) but there are rumors that like Janice Cording. that Right jed yeah. I, or jeremiah i think is courting but mm-hmm. it's like there have been so many false alarms that i don't want to yes. get my hopes up
0: yeah and i'm not bringing that to our current events without anything substantial exactly yeah. yeah we're
1: not gonna like yeah no but truly every time janna is in a photo with another person it's like mm-hmm. they're courting Doesn't i know. matter who it is like
0: i know i feel like two weeks in a row part of the current events was like People think Anna's pregnant. Like I'm not going to say that shit again. Okay. Like I, I want real news. I can't give you guys anything right now. They There's are
1: waiting. They're yes. waiting until those TLC negotiations mm-hmm. are set for season thirteen. Yeah. We don't know anything yet. Oh. Um, oh, also, before I get into this episode, I just want to remind everyone, we are dropping our very first bonus episode on Patreon later this week. Okay. So be sure to keep an eye on for that. And if you want to support the pod, we have our Patreon available. And if you don't or not able to, we are going to keep doing our Wednesday episodes mm-hmm. for you.
0: Yeah, we'll still be here no matter what. But For sure. Yeah. But if like you want something extra, yeah, yeah sign up for our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. So... Uh, Let's get into this episode. I don't remember this episode. Like, I remember bits and pieces from, like, when it originally aired. But I don't remember it being so Jana centric which is interesting.
1: I know. This was, like we said, season two. So this was, like, a year after the scandals. Mm -hmm. Season one of Counting On only had, like, three episodes. So this is, like, very early on. You're right, yeah. This was actually shot in 2015. Yeah. I, I think, like, six months or less than six months after the whole josh like fallout happened right so maybe i kind of forgot because like this is technically season two but this is very very recently after i feel like watching it back now mm-hmm. we can kind of see how everybody was still a little bit
0: raw yeah like- <laughs> yeah absolutely um and also like it, now that i think about it yeah like jim bob and michelle are in this kind of but like yeah this was when they were still distanced from it i'm like now where they're like central to it
1: the other thing is like this was like five full years ago yeah like how crazy is
0: that? i know i know and
1: it's just like coincidental strange like, yeah that they ask jana in this episode like we said it's like a super jana centric episode yeah. for her five-year plan i know where we are five years later it's meant let's to look be. back at that plan it is good to review your goals yeah yeah i mean it's just crazy because like jana was only 26 here
0: she's 31
1: now yeah but like even at 26 i feel like everybody thought she was like so fucking old for like not being married
0: yeah because like she's the oldest sister and then her younger sisters are you know slowly but surely marrying off and so in their eyes it like makes her seem even older and spinstery which is so ridiculous i know
1: which is like weird watching it back now like these girls are like legitimately young jessa's 23 here
0: yeah and she's yeah she's the newborn baby
1: I don't think I realized at the time like how actually young that was. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> but um,
1: yeah, fully now on the other, on the wrong side of 23. <laughs> you can't imagine having them.
0: Um... Right. Damn. God. Yeah. Um, okay. So the episode opens on Jessa taking care of six-week-old Spurgeon. Um, they're getting ready to visit with Sierra, who has five kids under five. So – I think a lot of people in the fandom know Sierra is like a family friend. She did a lot of the Duggar baby showers and events like that for a while.
1: She did Duggar weddings too. I believe Okay, yeah.
0: Jill and Jess's. Do we like, do we know like what happened to her? How she fell off?
1: Uh, There's, we don't know exactly what happened to her, but there's a lot of mystery around what, why, when, like how did this all go down? Basically, she has like disappeared off the face yeah. of the earth, off the face of this counting
0: on universe. And it, watching this, it's kind of sad because this just said like she had gotten really close to Sierra, like within like recent years. And, you know, she was like a, f- a real friend outside of the family who's not a sister.
1: Yeah, she was yeah. a real friend, but there was always, like, a pointed thirstiness to this one. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, She was always, like, much too mm-hmm. happy and enthusiastic to be on camera, to sure. be planning this wedding, these weddings. And there's been a change in her just from what we've seen off Instagram. It seems like – I don't want to say she went off the deep end because she was, like, already there yeah, to yeah. begin with. But, like, <laughs> everything just, like, intensified. She's super young. She, now she yeah. has seven kids. She's 31. Mm-hmm. She has seven kids. She just seems like stressed out of her mind. And like her Insta captions are actually unhinged. They are. (laughs) She's like one of those women who post like basically a blog post, like a seven paragraph blog post telling a story that definitely did not happen, (laughs) you know,
0: about how
1: somebody like harassed her for having too many kids. And it's like that, that doesn't happen. No way. No
0: way. I did like, so I tried to come up with something, but I couldn't. Um, So uh, someone on Reddit it has like a couple of theories. So I'm just gonna read them because about like what happened to Sierra because they seem pretty legit. So this is from user uh, Ben's Fave Taco. Which I love it. <laughs> so
1: relevant. It's so relevant with this so episode. Relevant. Yes. Best favorite taco. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I have two theories which are literally based on nothing. First, that Sierra decided to decrease her party planning as she continued to have more children. And the other theory is that TLC wanted weddings with more sophistication than what Sierra could provide. Knowing the time of life that all the Duggar kids were heading into TLC, they knew that um weddings were going to ramp up and become a focal point of the show. I could kind of see that.
1: Somebody needs to be held accountable for um serving melted ice cream oh, in God. the parking lot I in know. November for Jess's wedding. And that person is Sierra. She was responsible uh-huh. for planning that entire wedding.
0: Yeah. Never forget. Um, okay, so in the episode jessa so she's getting spurgeon ready to go to sierra's house and she talks to the producers about you know changing diapers and just like how her life has changed now that she's a mom of a newborn and she says you know with siblings you might change a diaper here or there but in another episode that we covered that we watched ginger and Jana have admitted to changing quote hundreds if not thousands of diapers in their lives so yeah, so, uh, don't downplay your sister liveliness.
1: This was maybe earlier days with Counting On, and maybe she just got, like, much, much better at, yeah. like, protecting the truth. JB yeah. set her down. He was like, this is what we're saying about right.
0: it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, before she goes to Sierra's house, um, she she talks about how, like, Sierra has so much energy with her kids, and she plans parties and tries new recipes, and she's basically just this, like, perfect Pinterest mom despite having five kids under five and jess is just doesn't know how she does it basically you know she's just admitting that motherhood is not easy and it's it's nice it's refreshing because it's so true back at the big house some of the family members are preparing to travel to central america to see jill and derek bring them supplies and we get the shot of anna helping everyone pack and she like i should have written down exactly what she said but she just kind of says that she would love to go but she's usually pregnant or with a newborn when they go and then she says like a wistful like i don't know and it like really seems like she wishes she could go but she was told she can't girl was not invited yeah she wanted to go and she was not no
1: I, I just I don't even I don't even know if it's like she really wanted to go. I think it was more the, the indignity of literally not even being like included the option included. Because mm-hmm. also at this time she was going through it. Josh was in sex rehab like in yeah. a way. She's probably alone. And um, I th- and she says that thing about like either like have a newborn or I'm pregnant or I'm mm-hmm. breastfeeding. But at this point, like none of those things are true. I know.
0: Which is. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Ugh. very uncomfortable. Um, everyone mentions not for the first time, um, not for the last time. How much Jill and Derek are sacrificing, which includes speaking English, being away from American culture, and being in danger. Speaking English. I mean,
1: that's like the whole fucking point. Yeah, me, honestly, yeah, right? like yeah. It's like, that's the point. Like that is right. the point of dedicating your life to this. And of course, okay, I am kind of on TLC side. <laughs> In this case, I feel like the story is, Derek has alluded to this, Jill, too, and like their YouTube videos, that the reason why they left TLC was because their family was not able to do all of the things that they wanted to, and certain opportunities were taken away from them because of TLC's, like, uh, restrictions on filming or, like, their their schedule with filming. And they've never said it out loud, but what I think they mean by this is TLC told them that they couldn't go back to Central America to film. Oh. they couldn't be missionaries anymore. They had a contractual obligation to the show. And in order to fulfill it, they mm. couldn't further pursue their like missionary right. fantasies. Which I think makes sense because this storyline is fucking boring as hell. I am so sick of them being like, oh my God, it's so... Like this was their storyline for three years. It was like, it's so dangerous and we're so good. And Uh we're, we're risking life and limb to live in like a pretty fine apartment somewhere in El Salvador,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because like every time they have mentioned like in the episodes, in this episode and other episodes where Jill and Derek are in Central America, just, yeah, it's always just been this just... You know, like, look how great we are. Look what we're doing. Like they're saying we're sacrificing so much, and it's just on and on and on and on. And yeah, it's just too much. So boring. I I could do without it so much. Yeah,
1: of course. This was the fifth episode ever of Counting On, and I was already fucking over it. I was right. like, I could not care less. I don't about
0: need this. it. Yeah, just the same shit over and over again. Okay, so uh, later in the episode, uh, Jana visits Jessa at home. To go over like a lighting project, Jessica says. <laughs> that's kind of like living in a cave because the house is an older model. So she wants more light in the house. And then Jessa mentions how reliable Jana is and like how she's willing to get hard work done. And she doesn't just talk a big game like other people. And she, this is the beginning of Jessa like talking Jana up so much in this episode. I This is this is like Jana's unwilling audition for like possible suitors, I swear no, to God.
1: Oh, you know what this actually reminded me of? Like 100% was like, do you remember? I think they... They do some counting on, like when a girl was like gonna start courting, or they were gonna start showcasing her uh, thing over uh. the course of a season. They always did like a, they did like an all about Ginger episode, mm-hmm. and like an all about Joy episode, right. where they go back through their past. They like, yeah, all of, just like this. They sit all the family members down, and they're like, "Tell me about Jana. Like, mm-hmm. tell me about her personality. It's like, tell me about all her likes and dislikes. Ah, like, do you think like this? Yeah, been- I mean footage for like one of those like pre like all about Jana episodes for a courtship that didn't, pan didn't out, happen maybe?
0: yeah yeah because that is literally what this feels like i said this like i'm saying it now i said it like later in my notes for this episode because that's what it feels like it feels like it's showing it's like it's, it's so unexpectedly Jana centric and shows so
1: Janacentric. centric
0: yes and it's talking about all of her strengths, and they even say like, "What was she like as a child?" Like, there's so much about her.
1: And they ask all of the siblings that, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what they did. And these other things. Yeah, I, I am gonna, I am going to venture to guess that this was reused footage
0: for like Oof. an all about
1: Jana episode.
0: I bet. I bet.
1: Okay, or maybe they got the footage with the expectation that they would need it relatively, like, yeah. not long afterward. You know,
0: right? Yeah, because there's like the whole where do you see yourself in five years thing? And she talks about finding someone eventually. So yeah, yeah. So during this whole like segment where Jana's helping Jessa with this sliding project, you know, yeah, the producers are asking the siblings just all these questions about Jana and different talking heads. And they ask what kind of person Jana is. And John David says, Jana used to be very outgoing and very rowdy, like when she was younger. So what changed and when did it change, you know?
1: Um, journey to the Heart.
0: Really. Yep, yep.
1: No, I think we've heard it said before, like that Jana identified as like super. I think spirited was the word that they used, mm-hmm. and I can definitely see that. But it's strange because, I mean, like John David indicated from everything that we've seen of Jana, she has been super like calm, quiet, composed, mm-hmm. and mostly in the background until. Maybe, like, these, like, seasons of Counting On that came yeah. later, you know, where she was able to, like, showcase more of her personality. Mm-hmm. But, like, we saw a lot of 19 Kids and Counting, and we never saw, I would never describe Jana
0: as, like, no, rowdy. never. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, yeah, then they, they ask the siblings about Jana's talents. And John David goes into the story about Jana delivering a calf and because of her midwife training classes.
1: Okay, which, like, okay, the calf thing is pretty... Badass, like she yeah, like, apparently mean, reached inside the uh-huh. cow to like birth this calf with olive oil up to her elbows, which like couldn't do that, wouldn't <laughs> no. even try, would never no, no, no. cross my mind. To, like, right? End. Oh, for sure. Nope. I'd be good sitting that one out for my whole life, you know. But yeah,
0: um, I, I don't. I guess I was just like, oh well, you know, they're in Arkansas and they've been around animals a lot, so
1: true. But I could never imagine. Ginger, elbow deep. Oh into, no! Like, Hell no! A cow vag, no. You No, know? yeah, that's not gonna
0: happen. <laughs> so yeah, Jana is asked about her five-year plan, but she's really uncomfortable in this scene, and she talks about how hard it is to answer that. I I can't remember if it's this answer or another one, but she just seems physically uncomfortable she's taking like a couple breaths
1: i mean also i feel for her because i'm sure that she got this question all All the the time yeah you know as like the oldest girl 26 unmarried like i am sure she she looked over it Mm -hmm. and i don't blame her for being like really fucking over it
0: right yeah no i felt like she was giving these just like kind of like vague stock answers just like hoping they it would be enough and they would move on
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah. there was no mention of a person. There Mm-mm. there was she said she basically was like, you know, everybody has hope and hopes and dreams about mm-hmm. the future and then she's like the one and then she literally like waves it away with her hand. She's like, but whatever. Like yeah, she didn't yeah. say that, but it was essentially like but whatever. Like
0: Right. Really um,
1: refusing to like, yeah, give us any more.
0: Um she does say that she's not out to marry the first guy who comes along. Clearly. Um Right. But, like, she sees her siblings going on dates and and that, you know, it's appealing to her, but she doesn't just want to settle. I mean, yeah, like, you shouldn't have to. It's also shitty because she also talks
1: about being excluded from hanging out with her married <laughs> siblings who yeah. are younger than her because she is not married, which is, it's fucking ridiculous. And we have seen this before, like, on Counting on the, they for the show. They film, like, little game nights or cooking yeah. nights or date nights, and it's all of her married siblings. Yeah. And she can't go. And I'm sure that part of the, the motivation for that is, like she can't be exposed to people who are fucking because she's a virgin. And like, they might talk about sex, or they might talk about, Oh God. It's just so fucking infantilizing. The sister who's like closest in age with her, who's unmarried is fucking Johanna. Who's a decade younger than her. I know.
0: Yeah. She even says, I'm, she's like, I'm in like, I don't know how she describes it, but she's like, I'm not one of the younger kids, but I'm not married. Like some of the older kids. And yeah, it's like an awkward position.
1: And I can't believe that that position has been completely maintained mm-hmm. without any disturbance to the equilibrium for five years. And yeah. this happened. she's still not really, like, included mm-hmm. with those siblings.
0: No, she's still doing projects around the house and for other people. I know! Planning siblings' weddings. But, yeah.
1: She's been doing the exact same thing for five mm-hmm. years. And this is not a knock on Jana. This is, like, a knock on what she is has access to be able to do and like yeah. what she's yeah what she's given the freedom to mm-hmm. actually accomplish it's so weird because i feel like this episode was our formal introduction and counting on to, this is like single what's her name johanna gains wannabe Jana. you know yeah, yeah. you know it was it, this was like her rebrand you mm-hmm.
0: know oh for sure
1: and um it stuck you know
0: yeah she she does say that um She's content um, being busy where God has her right now, which, again, is just, I know, just one of those answers that I feel she just hopes, like, okay, is this enough to make you stop asking me about this subject? Right, right. Yeah. Just- so they get off of this for a little bit. And the producers ask Jess and Jana to define taskmaster as the the two of them are kind of like butting heads over what to do about the lighting project, um, which doesn't surprise me because this is very Jess alike. I mean, it's her house, but still, like, only she would, ha- like, tell someone to come in and do this project and then kind of take control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
1: like, shoot down her ideas. About, yeah. Like, really why.
0: Um, John David even, in a roundabout way, calls Jessa bossy. Um, Jessa admits to having firstborn tendencies, even though she's not firstborn.
1: I know. That was so odd. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't.
1: Firstborn tendencies. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, Jana and I think Joe and then one of Ben's friends is helping with this lighting project and the topic of the family visiting Jill and Derek in Central America comes up. And once again, Jana tells producers how her family is in potential danger. And literally I made this note because the amount of times they mentioned this in this episode, we should have taken a shot every time.
1: No, I'd be deceased. (laughs) I know, I know. know. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, it's just so, again, it's like they're beating us over the head with mm-hmm. it, but it's so fucking reductive. I feel like they had an opportunity to talk about all the different, like, aspects mm-hmm. and dimensions of, like, what it's actually like to be a missionary. And instead, they just decided to keep harping upon, like, it's dangerous and we're really brave.
0: Right.
1: I don't believe this, but they use the excuse of, like, this being, um, counting on being, like, their ministry mm-hmm. and their opportunity to admit it. And it's like, mm-hmm. fucking say something else then, maybe. Right. You know, right. it's like you have mm-hmm. a platform and you're not, like... You're literally squandering it and like making yourself look like. Yeah. (laughs) No, right. Like, I mean,
0: obviously, it's not like wouldn't be as on uh as such a large scale as being a missionary but like okay so how can you know viewers at home you know do something to make a difference and help as well you know well and
1: also like how are you actually helping the people right like all they show is right. like the girls packing they're mm-hmm. they're giving like free duffel bags uh-huh. to give to the, the people and it's like okay that's not you're giving out 600 free duffel bags but that's is that what you're doing really like I'm sure come on like even in your own mind you're probably lying to yourself and saying that you're doing Mm -hmm. more than you actually are
0: there's another episode where they show them and I believe it's in Central America and like Michelle is giving them coloring pages of jesus to color like that's that's what you're doing
1: i feel like they can't maybe they can't really talk about it because if they do it exposes like the fucking lie at the center of what they're doing which is like they talk to people about jesus and they think that that is entirely sufficient Mm -hmm. for yeah helping them and that is like better than Anything they could possibly do, mm-hmm. giving them like helping them access water, food, education, yeah. healthcare. Nope, all they have to do is like <laughs> read them a Bible verse about Jesus, and that like trumps everything. That's enough.
0: Like, yeah, it's fucking infuriating. Oh, it like, is. I know. So after they talk about how dangerous it, dangerous it is, and you know how brave all the duggers are, the producers go back to asking questions about Jana, and they ask, and I sort of, you're right, they were like. Filmed and saved for whenever Jana would court, because these questions are so weird.
1: I'm sure if we watched those All About Joy episodes, exactly. it would be
0: yeah. I bet you're right. Okay, so they ask uh, they ask Jana what three things she would need if she were stranded on an island, and then they ask her siblings what she would need. So Jana says cheese and coffee and a sibling. Uh, Jessa says that Jana would need coffee and at least two eggs because she eats two eggs every morning.
1: Well, that would suffice for one, the one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, Joy says, can I say a guy? She needs a guy. And then John David says, like any woman, if she has a purse, she could probably live off that for three months.
1: John David. Get like, out of here, boy. I feel like he's teleported some, like, out of out of the 1950s. That's his idea of women and men. It's like these old gender stereotypes really? that don't yeah. even fucking apply anymore. They're not even, like, the new gender stereotypes. Right. It's like, they're, so, they're literally 60 years outdated at this point.
0: Yeah. That's the perfect not way da- to describe him.
1: Update your misogyny, John <laughs> David. <laughs> I know. Like, it's so weird. I know. But also
0: Joy's answer. I know.
1: What? Joy. That was so fucking, like, Starkey.
0: She's so thirsty for Janet to find somebody.
1: I Ugh. mean, it was just, like, I would be really upset if my sibling publicly was, like, yeah, she needs she a needs guy.
0: She needs a guy. I know.
1: <laughs> it just feels like the implications of that are so fucking mean. Like there could be no. so many and they're, they're all like, none of them are good. None of them are no. like the, the tone with which she said it. Cause she needs a
0: guy. She it needs wasn't that. And it's her younger, younger sister. I know! Too. Yeah. Her,
1: a, a sister whose diaper, she probably changed yeah. herself. And it's like, excuse me, miss. Yeah. I,
0: uh, <sighs> I know. I know. Okay. Toward the end of the episode, uh, Ben and Jessa go on their first date. Which I guess is where part of the episode title came in. Um, it finally comes into play. They go on their first date since uh, Spurgeon was born, um, and he goes with them. He's like crying in the car seat as they get ready. He ends up like being fine for the whole date, but like honestly, like I think it's okay if they had a sibling babysit him. I don't know why it was necessary to bring him. I guess just to prove that they're these. I don't know like capable parents or whatever we do get a shot of ginger saying that before Spurgeon was born like Jess and Ben went on dates every night and then
1: because Ben didn't have a job now yeah, did just- <laughs>
0: right they didn't have anything else to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go to a local place which they say like um a portion of like what you like what what you spend goes to feeding kids in Central America ben says um 100%.
1: More than um Jill and Derek yeah, yeah, are doing. Right.
0: Jessa goes into this she's like so excited for these tacos. She's such a fucking boner for these tacos. Yeah, and Spurgeon ends up sleeping through the date, and they Jess and Ben at this point are considering domestic adoption. I feel like they brought adoption up so much. And I feel like they still do occasionally, but never happened yet.
1: I know. I think they were really gung ho about it back in the day. Yeah. But I mean I don't know how far they actually looked into it, but they would run up against the obvious pretty fucking quickly, which is that they have a really like weird income stream. That's yeah. maybe TLC money, maybe Jim Bob and right. stuff. Like Ben was unemployed. Ben was just kind of and doing whatever. Maybe he, maybe it was not fair to say he was unemployed. I'm sure he was like doing something, but you know, who it wasn't like a stable career thing that he mm-hmm. was doing and the two bedroom home.
0: Right, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they did run into obstacles relating to these things, but they have just always kind of said, like, "Oh, you know, we're preying on it just to to not admit that."
1: Right, right. Yeah, It's yeah. Pretty fucking embarrassing to be like, "Oh yeah, we looked into uh, it in like, yeah, can't do it." It also just struck me that Jess is twenty eight and she's gonna have four kids in a two bedroom home.
0: I know like I remember a little while ago like on social media Ben was shopping for furniture and so it's speculated that they're finally gonna get an upgrade I there's didn't have
1: it. no way they can fit four children no in one
0: bedroom. no way and let alone just that house to just like coexist that's too small
1: yeah I mm. mean the baby's due the summer we'll find out so I can't imagine that they're gonna like well the baby's gonna be in their room for a while that's true. That's yeah. true. And I think the other three are there, but it's still like two, that house is too small. I, I feel too, way too claustrophobic. Yes. They deserve an upgrade. And um, yeah. I hope they get one.
0: Yeah. All right. The episode ends with everyone coming back from the Central America trip, the family who were visiting Jill and Derek. And oh my God, you would think they were coming back from the war. I know there's, the war. Yeah, the, the war. Yeah, there's right. there's so, like the other Duggars and like friends are holding up signs in the airport. I think Josiah says that all the family came to the air to the airport to show their support for us. I I don't know. It's like so much, so much. And I f- okay
1: here's also the thing about Jill and Derek because uh, yeah. they they were in Central America for like. A period of let's say two years but they would come back like pretty fucking frequently yeah. for like family events and it's like if you get to come back for like weddings every three months come mm-hmm. on like and i and they did they did these like big return things at the uh, i feel like we saw so many of these in the early season of counting on like every couple episodes mm-hmm a bunch of them go to the airport, hold up signs, and be like, Jill and Derek are back. And it's like, if they're back that fucking often, like, I know, are they really
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: settling into Central so America, true. doing like really gritty work, like trying to integrate themselves in the community. Like, no, we can, no. Yeah, no, that's no, not, no. that was not no what way. was happening there. No,
0: no. All right, final thoughts on this episode?
1: Okay, I do have some final thoughts. I yeah. think it is fucking crazy how at this point, only jessa and jill were married uh-huh. they they were the only two that were married and i feel like jessa's life has like not changed in the last five years jill's mm-hmm. life looks completely fucking different. oh yeah and then Jana, again there's been no change at all five no. years they've been doing the exact same fucking thing which janna's been like doing little lighting projects mm-hmm. and jess has been like having more children in this one bedroom home like it's same so house, yeah crazy to me how limited their options are basically what we're seeing is like how limited their options mm-hmm. are if they choose to stay in Fundyland. yeah they it's, like that's it that's their lives
0: this is like everything just repeating
1: completely yeah yep.
0: mm-hmm. like
1: jenna's exactly where she is and the only and and the thing is like her life is going to drastically change if, and when she chooses to marry. And then it's just going to be exactly the same. She's going to be like,
0: right. Like yeah. once it, that's going to be her. Yeah. That's going to be her repetition. That's gonna be her normal. That rewrite just is stagnant.
1: It's, it's like, honestly kind of gave me like a little bit of an existential crisis. Like, yeah. but it's just like, I mean, Jill is someone who's married, but her life is like unrecognizable mm-hmm. from where it was five mm-hmm.
0: years ago. Oh, in yeah. twenty fifteen. It's very, um very sobering
1: sobering for sure but also I feel like I mean obviously we don't agree with like 100% of Jill's beliefs and where she is now but like change is possible ladies is what I want (laughs) to leave them with listening to it but (sighs) I mean like change is so possible like your life does not have to be no. you don't have to be doing exactly the same thing that you were doing five years ago
0: I know I like even in like my life where obviously I'm not a fundie like sometimes I just feel like oh my god like this is the same routine same thing every single day but like I have so many more things going on so how can that I guess it just feels normal because that's all they know but just how could it feel okay you know
1: right yeah
0: Yeah. I don't because there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with like being a stay-at-home mom or anything like that but it's just like in their life like they aren't they don't have anything else
1: right and it's like Jill's a stay-at-home mom but like you know we can see how she's branched out yeah exactly continuing to learn about new things she's like expanding her horizons and her education yeah yeah completely different but maybe i feel like at this point in 2015 like this was super exciting for them and it was because like they were going through like these big life changes but since then they just kind of like have locked in because that's what their religion demands of them to Mm -hmm. just like like Shanna said, be content exactly where yeah. they are, where God has placed them yeah. and not think about anything outside of that. Right.
0: Just keep sweet and just like keep going. Yeah.
1: Keep sweet and keep going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So that was date nights and bright lights. So before we end the episode, we just have a couple of announcements. First of all, sign up for a Patreon if you haven't already, so you can get some extra content and early access to our episodes. Also, on our next episode, I will be out. So, we have Lynn filling in. If you remember, we had her on before talking about an open letter she wrote for the show. She will be taking my place for one episode. And then, after that, in a two parter, we're going to cover Ginger and Jeremy's book. Yes, that is coming up. So excited. All right. Um, follow us on Instagram at SideHugsPod. Leave us a review on Apple. Yeah. All right. Till then, snark on Mother Duggers.